everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Um, The topic today, we're going to talk about self-love. This is, I'll be honest, this is a topic that kept coming up to to me in my life. And um, I knew it would make a good episode, but... I'll be honest, I avoided talking about it because this is something that I personally struggle with. And it's, if you ever struggle with self-love, you'll understand why sometimes it's so difficult to talk about because you don't like to talk about yourself you don't sometimes you don't even like to think about yourself when people compliment you it's it's difficult for you to accept the compliments um you know somebody could say wow you know you look you know your hair looks great or oh your skin looks pretty today or you know have you lost weight or have you gained weight you know whichever way you're trying to be and you can say thank you and then you feel embarrassed almost. I mean, I know that's my experience because then I think of the 99 other things that I don't like about myself. And it's difficult to really get into that positive mindset. It is. I know it is. I'm this I think is probably going to be the most open and raw episode. I'm going to record because I'm still kind of getting into that self-love positive mindset, but I was challenged by a very good friend of mine to fast from negativity and that every time I thought of something negative about myself to immediately flip it and reverse it and think of something positive. And I'm not going to lie, there were a few times, and I know she's listening to this, (laughs) Um, there were a few times where I broke down because there were a couple of times where I was like, I can't think of anything positive about myself. And then I thought, oh, how sad, you know, um, to not be able to find anything that you like about yourself. Um... So one thing that I did, um, and, uh, some of us, um, one time when I was in therapy, my therapist had noticed, you know, you don't really speak very highly of yourself. You're very quick to point out your mistakes, but when it comes to your accomplishments, you kind of play them down. She had challenged me. She said, I want you to talk to your friends and say, what do they like about you? And I have to say that, you know, asking them, it really opened my eyes to how other people viewed me because here I am, I'm looking at myself through such a critical lens and so my focus is so narrow and now I have people telling me like, what you see is not what we see and not what the world sees. So we'll get more into that. Let's take a breather because Lord knows I need one. So we're going to do some square breathing and we'll dive into this topic more. 
So you're gonna inhale through your nose for four. Hold it. And exhale. Again, inhale. Excellent. So I, this is a great, quick breathing exercise that you could do at any time that you feel overwhelmed or anxious. I like to do it. You could do it more than four times if you wish. Um, and enjoy. All right. That square breathing exercise, definitely, I had to do it a few times. I definitely had to do it more than once. (laughs) And uh, I hope it helped you just as much as it helped me. So self-love, you know, a lot of people struggle with loving themselves. And I think it's because our society um, the, the things that we see in advertising and social media, we, it's like we're constantly in pursuit of perfection and we aren't perfect the way that we are. I know I don't feel perfect. Um, and I think even if I truly fully loved myself, I wouldn't feel perfect, but I would feel complete. You know, I mean, think about it. You turn on the television and you listen to the radio. How many advertisements do you hear where it's, you know, things to improve yourself superficially, you know, laser hair removal, um, LASIK surgery, uh, gosh, liposuction, any kind of cosmetic surgeries. Then you have all of the products to make you smell better, to make you look better. I mean, and now in advertising, because now it's it seems like Facebook and Instagram that are owned by the same company now you know they've given into the the sponsorship bug it's like you can't even scroll down your own feed without now seeing you know uh shapewear advertisements and advertisements for you know clothes that hide you know bulges or different leggings and athletic gear and weight loss supplements and teas that'll make you sit on the toilet for eight hours until you lose a pound of water weight you know it's like it's almost like you we're constantly bombarded I feel like now more than ever of these messages of you have this problem you don't realize you have this problem but really you do have this problem so here here's a solution to this problem that we're making you think that you have and maybe you can scroll past it for the first 100 times. But I think after a while, even the most willful person 
will start internalizing those messages. I mean, they're meant to psychologically mess you up. They're meant to get you to think, hmm, I need this product. That's the whole point of advertising. And now you have people on social media themselves. You know, I think of all of those. I follow a lot of fitness pages to my own detriment. <laughs> and But I mean, it's like a lot of these... I mean, it's men and women, but I feel like the women are more obvious with Facetune and Photoshop. And when you really start, I mean, when you really start analyzing these pictures, some of them are a little laughable because it's like their head is wider than their pelvis, you know, wider than their waist. So you can see that it's Photoshopped. But if you're just scrolling by, and not really looking at these photos, you're just taking in this message of, wow, that's a beautiful woman. I wish I looked like that. Wow. That's a really uh, strong guy. I wish I was in shape like that. Wow. Her hair is gorgeous. I wish mine was long and healthy like that. Wow. She's so skinny. Wow. He's so muscular. What, you know, and you know, and then it's not even just the physical bodies, you see these these backdrops that these photos are in sometimes like, wow, she got to go to Bora Bora. I'm broke as hell. I can't afford to go to Bora Bora. Wow, this person seems like they're constantly on vacation. Every photo that they post, it's like them in a bikini on a beautiful sandy beach. Or, wow, they had money to travel to Paris. I've never been to Paris. Wow, Look at this part. You know, it's just you go through it and you just get bombarded all of the time. And it's not that these people are necessarily doing it to make you feel bad. It's just here you are, maybe you're like me and you sit in your pajamas at night, which is the worst thing you can do before you go to sleep, but we all do it. You're laying in bed on your smartphone and you keep saying, eh, one last scroll, one last check of the social media, one last check of the timeline. And you're going and it's like, you see all of these people living their best lives, you know, in all of these beautiful places that they are and outfits that they're wearing and maybe name brand things and the cars that they drive. And you start looking around at your surroundings and maybe it's not like that. And so now you start to internalize that and now you start to see, feel and feel, what am I doing wrong? You know, what am I doing wrong that this person is my age or maybe this person's younger than me and their life just seems so much more exciting than mine does and mine is so boring and all I do is I wake up and I go to work and then maybe I go to the gym sometimes and then I come home and maybe, maybe on a weekend, I'll get to see a friend or two, you know, and then like, that's it. And oh crap, now something on my car broke. There goes that savings that I was hoping to maybe take a trip with, you know, and you really start to get yourself depressed and we all fall victim to it, you know? So if you're listening, don't feel, I really hope that you're listening to this and thinking, yes, yes, because we all do it. We all do it. I do it. You do it. Everybody does it. And nobody likes to admit it. I'll tell you a little personal story. I am one of the last of my girlfriends to be in a relationship. 
And so that means a lot of my friends are getting married and I'm so happy for them that they found somebody that they're getting married to, right? You know, and some of them have kids and I'm happy for them that they got to experience pregnancy and motherhood and that all is going well. From the bottom of my heart, I am so happy for them, truly, because I am nowhere near in that part of my life where I'm ready to have a child. I would like one, but we'll see where life takes me, right? So Valentine's Day was recently, and for those of us that weren't in a relationship, you know, maybe in the past it wasn't so bad. We got to just kind of, you know, do things on our own, and we were happy and all of that. And I that day I was pretty cool with it. And then you hop on social media and Instagram, and everybody and their mother is posting all of these roses that they got and candies and just all of this stuff you know and that's really what it is it's stuff okay that they got or that they did and it's not that I'm jealous it's you're like wow I didn't realize like I knew you know I'm single and I knew that all my friends are in relationships but I didn't realize like I'm the last one on the planet, you know, like you're just like, holy crap, like, wow, you know, it's like that it's the visual representation of it, you know, and it's there and in your face. And I saw a picture from uh, a couple of my friends, you know, I saw a couple pictures from a couple of my friends. And with one of them, I'm like, you know, she wrote, she posted this photo. It was like a, it was like a bunch of photos, like not a collage, but you know how on Instagram you can swipe. And it was this beautiful, long caption of how much she loves this, this guy that she's with and how happy she is and all these wonderful things and, and all of that. And I'm happy for her, but then I'm looking at it And then remembering that literally the day before she called me up crying saying, you know, I don't think I, this guy is right for me. We keep getting into fights and he treats me so horribly and all of this stuff. And I remember I, you know, she's asking me for advice, which I always think is silly asking the single friend for advice. But, you know, I, that's kind of like my joke I have with my friends and you know, I'm not saying that to be, you know, to say it's all BS, it's all smoke and mirrors, it's not real. It's just, it is really truly though a reminder that what people post on social media, you know, we all try to, every day when we wake up and we get dressed, we all try, always try to present the best version of ourselves, right? Like when you go to work, you dress up and because you don't want people to think that, you're a slob or that you're sick or, or whatever, right? So it's the same thing on social media. You know, you're always going to post photos of the good times. You're never going to post, you, you, you know, you're going to post the selfie of you when the lighting is great, you have makeup on, you don't have any pimples on your face, or if you do, they're covered up with concealer just perfectly. Maybe you put a little face tune on it to smooth some stuff out. You know, 
we're never going to post the selfie of us after we've been crying for 20 minutes because we feel so low and, you know, our eyes are swollen, our nose is red, our skin is blotchy, there's tear stains down our face, down to our necks, right? You know, it's normal. We always want to present the best foot forward. But I want this to be a reminder to all of you that just because these are the pictures that you see, you know, everybody is going through a struggle. Like, I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make is as you scroll and you see all of these beautiful people and you see all these loving relationships and, and everything, you know, you have to remember that this is the facade this is the white picket fence that you see as you drive by. That's the impression that everybody wants to have. But everybody is going through the same things that you're going through. Some people are going through worse things than you're going through. So one of the first things for self-love is to not compare yourself to other people. That is the biggest detractor. And I am so guilty of doing this, believe me. I compare myself all the time. Like I just said, I'm one of the last friends of my of my friends group to be getting married. And at the age of 29, like, yes, I have a lot of people that say I'm young, but at 29, you start thinking like, oh my God, like what's left out there? Who's left out there? You know, you start panicking a little bit. So, and everybody wants to be with someone that they love. Everybody wants someone else to love them. But I've been told many times and it smacks me in the face every time because it's true no one is going to love you the way that you are going to love you so that is the first and foremost thing that you have to do is you have to love yourself now that doesn't mean that you necessarily how can I put this that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have to improve upon yourself if you want to. It's just don't feel obligated like you have to. Don't feel that you have to lose weight in order to attract a partner, okay? Feel that you want to lose weight, for example, because maybe there's an outfit that you want to buy and you feel that you would look better in it or it would fit you if you were, went lost 10 pounds. Lose weight because you want to feel healthier. Lose weight because, you know, and don't lose weight to fit, you know, for superficial reasons. Say, like, set a fitness goal. Like, for me, I hate running. Running is the worst exercise I do. I, I just can't stand it. It's boring. I can't focus. But I still do it because I know that it helps with my cardiovascular health and it's just, it's one of the easiest exercises I can do. I just put on my shoes, my headphones, and I go out, right? Well, even though I hate doing it, and yes, part of the reason why I run is to stay in shape or to lose weight, I don't look at it as, well, I have to run three times a week so I can lose 10 pounds. I look at it as, I'm going to run th three times a week or two times a week because I want to be able to say I ran five miles this week. You know, set set a goal, set a, a time goal. Like, man, I did a mile in 12 minutes. That's the fastest I've ever run. Then the following time, man, I did a mile in 11. Now I did a mile in 10. You know, however, wherever you have to start, right? 
you, you pick a place and you start and you set a goal that way. And it's never to be because I don't, you know, I'm not good the way I am. Progress is not linear. Healing is not linear. So the other thing as well with self-love is, and I know I'm kind of talking about like improving upon things because loving yourself, you can have desire to improve things upon yourself, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Okay. You can have, there can be things that you don't like about yourself. You don't have to necessarily always accept things the way they are. Loving yourself and self-love means that you love yourself enough to make these improvements. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm trying to to phrase it in a way that you're not going to take it as a superficial thing. Like, let's say, I'll use myself as the example. I always use myself as an example. I have anxiety. And for most of the day, some most days, my mind just races. You know, if one little thing goes wrong, it's like it's a snowball effect. And then all of a sudden, it's like everything is wrong. My life is terrible. I'm the worst person alive. And it could just be because I my phone rang and I missed the phone call. Or I texted someone and they didn't respond to me for a couple hours. Okay, it starts off as simple things, right? Well... One solution, one thing that I have done to improve upon that is to meditate. And sometimes, you know, and my goal is to meditate every day. Even if it's only for five minutes, I need that five minutes of silence. I need that five minutes of me sitting down by myself in a quiet space and just being present in the moment. And Sometimes I get so frustrated and I get so flustered that I start picking on myself like, you know, why do I have to think like this? Why, you know, why can't I just be normal like everybody else? Why is it that my mind does this to me? Why do I do this to myself? You know, maybe I do this to myself because I am such a terrible person. You know, you start beating yourself up over it. But the thing is, is now I have recognized it is my mind. It is not me. And I love myself enough that I'm going to fix this in a healthy way. That I'm not going to numb it, say, with drugs and alcohol. I'm going to meditate and I'm going to bring myself into the present moment. Okay? That's what I mean. Self-love, you can improve upon yourself. It's not just, well, this is... Because sometimes I feel like when people say, and I've done this too because I've gone the complete opposite way. Self-love, you have to love yourself. You have to accept yourself. Sometimes that leads people down the road of, well, this is just the way I am and I just have to accept it. I just have to accept it. I may not like it, but I have to accept it. You don't have to. The difference is, instead of being critical, do you see the difference? The difference is, instead of being critical of yourself and saying, I don't like this about myself and that's why you know nobody else should like me because of it either. It's, I don't like this about myself, but I'm going to take a healthy approach 
to not necessarily fix it, but to improve upon it. We're never, it's never about fixing. You are not broken, okay? You are not broken. You are not something that needs to be fixed, okay? And really, you probably aren't something that needs to be improved upon either or upgraded. We're not fucking iPhones. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, we're not technology. We are human beings. We can be just who we are. But if there is something about you that you don't like or that makes you feel uncomfortable or you feel does affect you on a daily basis and gets in the way of you living your life, then you love yourself enough to improve upon it. That is self-love. You are taking care of yourself. So now that's the other aspect of self-love. So now this is the third part is I want you to treat yourself to something. Ladies, save a little bit of pocket money and go treat yourself to a manicure. If you got the money, get the fancy manicure-pedicure combination. Just relax. Get a massage. And if you don't have the money, then treat yourself in other ways. You know, have, have it where you have a day that you just sit on the couch and you watch movies or that you take a nap. Sometimes I treat myself just by taking a nap and doing nothing, to be honest, because I'm one of those people, I'm constantly doing something. You know, one thing that I started doing, and it, and it, when I first did it, you know, I, the idea, the idea of going to the movies by myself always kind of freaked me out. Why? I don't know. I just never liked it. And then when, uh, Creed 2, because I love all the Rocky movies, when Creed 2 came out in November, none of my friends wanted to go see it. So I was like, screw it. I bought myself one ticket. I sat at the end of the aisle, in the aisle, and I loved that movie and I was so entertained and I was so happy for the two hours that it was on the screen. So now guess what I'm going to do this weekend? There's another movie coming out that I really want to go see that I know nobody, literally nobody I know wants to go see it. It's about that pro wrestler Paige fighting with my family. Guess what I'm going to do tomorrow afternoon after I'm done uh, uh, volunteering for the morning? I'm going to go to the theater one ticket, get myself a bag of popcorn, and I'm treating myself. I'm going to go sit in the theater, and I'm going to watch that movie, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that movie, okay? And, you know, just find something. It doesn't have to cost money. It could be, man, there's like a really beautiful trail. It's a beautiful day out. You know what? I'm going to put this on hold. I'm going to go take a walk, and I'm going to spend time with myself, or I'm going to, you know, treat yourself to the things that you enjoy that you want to do that you like to do who cares what anybody else thinks you know go to the movie by yourself go to the concert that you want to see by yourself because nobody else likes that band or that rapper okay do those things it's okay to be by yourself spending time alone is an excellent way to get in touch with that self-love aspect you have to be okay with being by yourself. Okay. I'm not saying if somebody invites you out to say, no, I have to be by myself unless that's how you feel, you know, but you do, you have to be okay with your own company. When you are, that is a sign that you're getting better with your self love. 
finally, one of the last things that I want to touch upon, and I feel like there were other things that I wanted to say, and I'm going to be honest, this episode, normally I will have a few bullet points jotted down. I literally just pressed record and I just started ranting. So if my this episode is a little disjointed, it kind of was. <laughs> um, the final thing I want to touch upon for self-love is knowing when to cut out people, behaviors, places, things, etc. that are no good. Um, you know, you can call them toxic. Sometimes it's not necessarily that they're toxic. Sometimes it's just they make you feel uncomfortable or every time you spend time with this person, you walk away feeling like drained, like they suck all their your energy out of you or you know that a friendship is very one-sided. And you know, some for some of us this also is includes members of our own family. And those are sometimes some of the most difficult situations to deal with. So it is self-love. It is loving yourself to recognize, okay, to recognize these relationships and behaviors that do not serve you. And it is okay to cut them off. And it's not easy, and it may cause some fighting, especially if it's with a friend or a family member. There may be some drama involved, but I promise you, you're going to look back on it six months later, and you're going to say that was the best decision I ever made in my life. Okay, it's never easy in the moment to do something like that, but you'll notice it when that uneasy feeling or that anxious feeling that you're used to having is no longer there because you don't have that relationship in your life. And I've been there. I've had it with an ex-boyfriend. I was dating somebody and I was living with them and they always put me down. They always made me feel like I like I was such a terrible person that I was crazy. I mean, they literally would use my anxiety against me. Instead of saying to me, you know, something constructive, they would say, you're crazy. It's all in your head. Why do you do this to me? When you do this, it hurts me. You know, it was, they made it about them, you know, and there were times where I would confront them about something that they did that hurt me and they would gaslight me. I didn't do that. It's all in your head. You know what I mean? And this guy I mean, my I was just miserable the whole time I was there. And I didn't love myself enough at the time to walk away from him for so long because I felt, well, if I if I leave him, then I'll be single, I'll be alone. You know, and it was like the status of being in a relationship meant more to me than being happy. And so that's, you know, if you're out there and you're in a toxic relationship or you're in or you have a friend that makes you feel that way and I want you to know it's not you, it's them. You need to cut people like that out of your life. And you know what? You don't owe them an explanation either. I can tell you that. 
okay? You don't. You don't have to write them. If you want to write them a letter or a message and say, listen, I've had a lot of fun times with you, but lately I feel this way, and do it, so be it. And then tell them I can't be friends with you anymore. That That's your style. You can go right on ahead. You don't have to. If you're, if you're just friends mainly on social media, you can block their profile. You can block their number. You don't owe anybody an explanation. And if they confront you, you could just say, you know what, I just, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And that's okay. Now, obviously, if you're someone that's in an abusive relationship, there's obviously many more dangers. And I highly, 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 highly suggest that you seek out the local resources in your in your local area. I know there are websites. I'll post some of them in the description for this podcast to help you look for those resources if that is the situation you're in. Okay, and I wish you a lot of luck and safety because it is always hard to leave an abusive relationship. But I'm talking more just, you know, with friends that they take more than they give and they're emotionally depleting. And, you know, some of us have been raised by narcissistic parents. You know, I have friends that have had narcissistic parents. My mother was raised by a narcissistic parent. And it's difficult. But I tell you, for her, it was, you know, when she finally cut that toxic person out of her life, it's like, it was like, it was so great watching her blossom. You know, and that's really what it is, is you will bloom like a flower because it's like that extra energy is not being sucked from you anymore. That is self-love. Loving yourself to put yourself first above everyone else. Um, and that's something I've, I've, some of you know, I volunteer as a first responder. And even though... And, you know, we always try to put others ahead of ourselves. We are reminded sometimes, you know, you have to make sure that the scene is safe for you to respond. Because if you put yourself in danger, you can't help somebody if now you are the one that needs help. And it's the same thing like one, think if if you've ever been on an airplane and they talk about the oxygen masks. What do they tell you? Put your oxygen mask on first and then help the person next to you put theirs on. Even if it's a child, right? Put yours on first and then help somebody else. That is an example of self-love. You have to help yourself before you can help somebody else. You can always help somebody else. But if you are depleted, what can you give someone else? Another technique that you can do is mantras. Stand in the mirror and instead of critiquing yourself, look at yourself. Seriously, stand in front of your mirror naked. That's another one. I'm going to combine these two. Stand in front of your mirror naked five minutes and look at your body. And talk to your body, even if it's out loud, even if your partner looks at you like you're crazy, who cares? Do it, okay? Look at your body. Let's say if you're, if physical flaws are something that bothers you, look at your body and say, you know what? Thank you, body. Thank your body. Because there are many people that don't have your body. 
that can't do some of the things physically that maybe you can do or can't do mentally some of the things that you can do. And I want you to look at your body and see how beautiful it really is just the way it is. And even if you look at something that maybe you think is a flaw, recognize that that's a part of you and that you love all of you. So guess what? You love that flaw too. Mantras. You can start doing mantras just as writing down. You know, you can just sit there and you can just write the mantras, you know, and that I will leave up to you to figure out. But some examples you can say is, I am worthy of love now and always. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am worthy. I am enough. But I think sometimes the easiest thing for you to do is to think about the things about yourself that maybe you don't really love right now or that bother you and visualize those things not bothering you and make a mantra out of that. You know, I, those the examples I give are just generic, but you can feel free to take them as well. But the best thing to do is to make a personalized mantra for you. And with that, I'm going to end this episode. Thank you for listening the whole way. I know this is probably, I think this is the longest episode I've recorded so far. I hope it helps you. Um, and the main thing is I want, I want you to love yourself. And I promise I'm going to start loving myself too. We're going to work on that together. Okay, so you're not alone out there. You know, Alley Cat's got some work of her own to do. Trust me. So I hope that you all have a wonderful week and that this episode helps you. And if it made you cry, that's good. It's a release. I hope it gave you a good cry and not a bad cry. And until next time, guys, have a great day. Hey guys, Alley Cat here. Just really quick before the timer runs out, I want to tell you that from today through March 31st, I'm running a special on distance Reiki sessions where they're done by donation. What that means is you just DM me either on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. The details will be posted on my accounts at Alley Cat Reiki, A-L-L-E-Y-C-A-T-R-E-I-K-I. And what you do is send me a donation of any amount that you're comfortable with, and we will set up a time, and I will do distance Reiki on you. And it's great. I have a lot of people. They come. This is how they try it out before they become clients of mine. I enjoy doing this so much because it helps me hone my skills. So if you're interested, check out my social media pages for more information. Thanks. Bye.